You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Art Smart from Who Arted, your guide to quick and easy art history. We're cutting through all that art world jargon that doesn't make sense to anyone, Because art is for everyone. Now, I said it in the first episode that modernism was a time when people were rethinking the old traditional ways of doing things. Postmodernism is really the younger generation looking at the modernists and saying, we've got to rethink their old traditional ways of doing things. Every generation thinks they're coming up with something bold and different and innovative. It's that old, nothing is constant except change. So while the modernists named their movement modern, thinking it was the end-all, be-all, and would always be current, postmodernism takes kind of an absurd turn of phrase. I mean, post meaning after, and modern meaning related to the current. So it's after the current time period, like they're coming to us from the future. The postmodernists sort of rejected the modern movement. Postmodernism is much more idiosyncratic. It's sort of strange. I I love the Simpsons description of postmodernism as weird for the sake of weird. But there is a little bit more to it. It's not for the sake of weirdness. It's kind of based in skepticism of the sort of logical modernist narratives. Postmodern philosophy, it's much more subjective. It sort of questions the certainty and stability of meaning. To be clear, there are objective and verifiable facts, but postmodern philosophy tells us that people's responses and interpretation of those facts are affected by tons of different factors from society and individual experiences. Just as with modernism, there isn't a specific day that society changed. Most historians will use World War II as a dividing line. It makes sense as a major turning point that would alter the way that people perceived the world. For one, so many people were traumatized by the events of the war, it caused them to rethink the world and their place within it. We saw movements like Dada pop up as an experimental phase between the world wars, and after World War II, movements like Abstract Expressionism— which was sort of the logical distillation of modernist philosophy, that gave way to the more playful pop art movement. A lot of art in the postmodern era tends to be very meta. Now, the term meta is uh, sort of denoting a position like behind or beyond, um, but in the art context and in other creative pursuits, when we say something is meta, we're meaning it's sort of goes beyond itself and is almost referencing itself. So art becomes meta when it is an artwork about the art world. Um, It's sort of self-aware. 
As the 20th century ended and the new millennium began, a lot of the movements in art have been revisiting previous styles, but with a little bit of a twist. There's a sort of remixing happening in the artistic process as individual artists take the stylistic elements they've internalized by studying various approaches, and they mash them up into something new and different. There's not one dominant movement today as we no longer have institutions dictating what is within the bounds of good taste. There are certainly curators and critics who elevate different artists, and there always will be trends, but contemporary artists have more methods of reaching their audience, finding their people, and getting support from outside of the small handful of wealthy collectors. I feel like now's a good time to shamelessly plug the fact that if you enjoy this show, you can support my efforts by buying merch from TeePublic, donating through Ko-Fi, coffee, Ko-Fi, whatever you want to call it. It's linked in the show notes. Or simply leaving a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If I were curating a collection of just five works to represent postmodern art, here would be my picks. Marcel Duchamp's Fountain. While this piece was created right in the heart of the modern era, many critics and historians argue that the Dada movement was much in line with postmodern thought, and it laid the groundwork for postmodernism. If I'm putting together a collection to help people understand postmodernism, I would start with ready-mades. Roy Lichtenstein. Roy Lichtenstein is not my favorite pop artist, to be frank, but he was a very good one. He did it well, and his piece, Look Mickey, was the first of his works directly copying an illustration— Although he did transform it a little bit stylistically in his color choices and rearranged the composition a bit, it challenged viewers. It made people rethink what was a valid subject matter, what was okay to do in the art context, and what the creative process was all about. It's a very meta piece. Robert Smithson's Spiral Jetty. A spiral jetty is a fantastic earthwork, and The postmodern era, like I guess really every era, was all about rethinking what art is, where it could be, and this is an earthwork. He was literally making art of the earth out in the environment. Totally different approach uh, going around the gallery context to create this work. And because I can't help but cheat a little bit and slip in another artist into my top five lists, I'm going to say if you're interested in that approach, making work out in the land and on the water, you might also check out Christo and Jean-Claude's Floating Piers. Yayoi Kusama, her Love is Calling installation from, I think, 2014, was a beautiful piece. It's one of her infinity rooms. Um, 
she would create these installation artworks with mirrors all over the walls. So you would see this repetition of reflections stretching off seemingly forever. Her work is very idiosyncratic. It's very personalized. She grew up on a nursery and she was inspired by natural forms and sees everything as these dots representing cellular structures that make up the world and the universe and everything around us. She refers to those dots as infinity nets. Of course, from my lens, they're polka dots, but to each his or her own. Yayui Kusama's piece has been my Arts Madness champion two years in a row, so clearly she's doing something right. Robert Rauschenberg's Erased de Kooning. Now, this is a piece that seems like totally right for the postmodern era and the postmodern movement, as it was literally a young artist erasing the work of an older, established modernist. I mean, Willem de Kooning was sort of the top dog in the modern art movement of abstract expressionism in the 1950s. Robert Rauschenberg carefully and meticulously erased his work in a move that many people see as iconoclastic, sort of tearing down those icons, the, uh, the heroes of the previous generation. As I said in my mini-episode about that work, though, the more I researched it, the more I thought about it, the more I thought this was a really interesting and thoughtful, deliberate piece. It's much more meditative um, and much more respectful of de Kooning than I first realized. Because what he's doing is he's getting very conceptual, thinking about what is more empty than nothing It is the space where something used to be. It's the loss of. And that kind of approach to artwork, doing something so backwards and upending our preconceived notion of what art is and what art could be, that the act of erasing a work of art would actually be creating a work of art. And, you know, you hear that and this circular logic that just makes your brain hurt. That to me is what postmodernism is all about. Art Smart is an airwave media podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor, leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to learn more, check out my other podcast, Who Arted, or go to the website artsmartpodcast.com for more free resources.